figured we'll do today is we will uh, just go over week two survivor pool strategy. We'll just go through some of the math. We'll go through, you know, some with our pool, the one that you and I have partnered with. We'll, uh, we'll hit on some of your favorite picks against the spread. We'll talk some general just football stuff, what's going on here, what's changed. And then at the end, for people that want to stick with us, I want to go off football topic for a minute. I want to talk about the state of social media. So if that's not your bag, anyone listening, they can they could tune out and then they could hear that on Real Man Sports where all your content is. Does that sound like a good plan for today? Yeah, I'm good. It reminds me when I went to see Roger Waters in, uh, in Lisbon last uh, spring. That's- and he said, a lot of people don't like Roger's politics. He's like, you can go f- off at the bar, is what he said. So that's what you're saying, but in a nicer way. Yep. Oh, yeah. And that uh, that last statement was brought to you by Rival Fantasy. And no, I was kidding. Better Vision and uh, Vivid Seats. You forgot what it's like to do a commercial podcast, right? Oh, I haven't done a commercial in a long time. <laughs> I used to make Jeff read all the ones I didn't want to do. Poor Jeff would have to read the burger. He had to read that Burger King hot dog one. I said, I refuse to read this, yeah. Jeff. He said, fine. I'll do yeah. it. Yeah, too good. That's too good. All right. So let's start with Survivor Pool. Last, well, you and I are partnered in a uh, Survivor Pool. Low stakes. It's a small entry, but there's a it's a large field. So there's a big prize at the end of the uh, at the end of there about 100k. Actually, I have to look it up to see how many people actually paid and are going to do it. So we picked Washington um, about a day before. I almost texted you and said, "Let's switch to Baltimore." Would you have let me? Of course. Okay. Washington was a terrible pick. They easily yeah. could have lost. That was a stupid pick. But we got lucky. And you know what? Deserves got nothing to do with it. You know, the, the team of destiny won a lot of games that we did not deserve to win. We made a lot of bad picks that won. And, you know, and a lot of people had big leads. And then, you know, their team fell apart or some fluke they lost. And I would laugh in their face because Deserves got nothing to do with it in Survivor. So, hey, perfect pick, Alan. We won. It's good. <laughs> nothing else matters. All right. Well, this week, uh, I was just looking down some of the uh, percentages owned and the probabilities to win. Uh, you haven't put out your article yet as of Wednesday, right? You usually put that out Thursdays. Uh, is that why it's not up? I didn't see it get tweeted out from Real Men Sports yet. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. Um, okay. I just looked at the spread this morning. I did a guessing the lines. Yeah, I saw which that. Which is sort of the, you know, the basis for, you know, that's sort of where the survivor, you know, you sort of start to look at the slate and figure it out. But no, I haven't, uh, I haven't okay. looked at, at the uh, percentage owned yet. Okay. So I have all that for you here. Um, right. You know, you can commit it to memory. Or you can jot it down. Basically Buffalo uh, pick percentage is about 26%. Okay. You want to say, you could say the spread, right? You could uh, yeah. Say- yeah. It's nine and a half. Well, no, okay. it's nine right now. Right. Win That's probability right. of about ni- 79%. Does that line up with what you were thinking? Yeah. Nine is about, yeah. 79%. Okay. Dallas is a uh, win probability of 74%, 20% owned. Right. And then Eagles t- uh, on Thursday night football, 73% probability to win 7% owned. And then I'll just do two more. San Francisco, 8% owned and Detroit, Five percent owned. So, and then the Giants actually fourteen percent owned. I, I don't mind the Giants on the road this week. Um, let's start with that one since it's you know it's probably a little bit more of a risky pick. Is this is would be the uh, go against Arizona uh, strategy? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Giants will bounce back. I'm still traumatized from that game. By, by the way, I mean, you know, I there was nine eleven, and then after nine eleven, that was the second worst nine eleven I ever woke up to. I mean, it was it was the football version of it. You know, I was like, oh, it's you know they were driving down the first drive, no problem. Daniel Jones is scrambling. It's like they've got to drive. All of a sudden, they have that snap uh, over his head, and they've got to kick a longer field goal, and then the field goal's blocked for a touchdown. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! But the yeah. thing that was so messed up about that game. It was not only that I'm a Giants fan. We lost 40 to nothing, and I bet on the Giants. You know, I put all my bets in for the Giants, but I stacked Cowboys passing game in my highest stakes league, Dak and CeeDee Lamb. Well, you think at least, you know, I sold my soul. You, at least I collect, you know, on the 40 to nothing win. But actually, could you imagine the team you stacked wins 40 to nothing and you get like basically nothing out of it? Dak had like, I mean, it was, it was really, I'm still traumatized from that game. I'm really, I'm not over it yet, but. Whatever. The point is, um, no, I wouldn't. I think the Giants will bounce back because I think they're going to be just uber focused this week. And Arizona, um, they weren't a total doormat last week. They actually showed up, but I think the Giants will roll in this game. But, you know, there is a chance that the Giants are just bad. And then Andrew Thomas has his hamstring being looked at, and that's a big problem. Their offensive line sucked. So, 
you know, it, 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 the Cowboys have a good pass rush, but it could also be that Arizona gets in the backfield all day too. And then, you know, then it's anybody's game. So, um, yeah, I, I would, I would go either Dallas or, uh, or the Bills, and I'm probably would take the Bills. You don't like the Dallas against the best defense against the New York Jets? I mean, the Jets, uh, first of all, they got QB1, right? And QB1 is a lover. He's not a fighter. But uh, <laughs> but I love that QB1 is relevant again. And I just yeah. think the Jets are hilarious. Like the Jet, It's so Jets to, to get Rodgers and have him tear his Achilles four plays into the season. I mean, that is just so Jets. I mean, I the Jets had Trevor Lawrence queued up last game of the season. And they're like, let's go win this game and we'll get Zach Wilson instead. He's just as good. It's no difference between Zach Wilson and Trevor. We like him better anyway. We're happy to get mm. Zach Wilson. Okay. They had Trevor Lawrence. They wouldn't have to pay money. He'd be on a rookie contract right now with this defense. They'd probably win the Super Bowl, to be honest. Okay. It's insane. They had yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Okay. So, by the way, as a Jet fan, I wanted uh, Justin Fields with that second pick. I think that, that was a shared sentiment. I was, I mean, it wasn't going to happen. The Jets declared very early in the uh, draft process that Zach Wilson was their guy. But, uh, you know, I, I like, I liked fields a lot, but their process was good. They got a quarterback, right? Uh, all these, all these stat nerds are like, Oh, that was a great play. It just didn't pan out. They got the quarterback. Yeah. Anyway, QB one, right. we got to give him, we got to give him his due. You know, mm -hmm. he's had a lot of off field success. Um, so, he's inter intergenerational. You know, some, some players have international fame, like, uh, Tom Brady. He's got intergenerational <laughs> performance, which I think is a huge thing. And I, I'm, I'm, I really hope QB1, Zach Wilson, is uh, in the conversation for a long, long time. Uh, this joke will get old, just not in any of our lifetimes. Right. So Wait, wait so on. So uh, Zach Wilson in Dallas, man. That, yeah, I didn't like yeah. the way the Bills looked last week. And well, the Raiders are not you know, like a doormat like everyone thought they were. They're actually in first place in the AFC West. Right. So I do agree that the Raiders might be okay. And Garoppolo's good as long as he's not hurt, which he will be in like two, three weeks. But he's healthy now. So, um, yeah, the Raiders are okay, but I, I like the Bills coming off a loss. I don't like the short week for them, though, and the sort yeah. of devastating loss that they had in overtime. So that's bad. But I do like that. I do like that they're coming off a loss because they got to get this right. They they go zero and two, lose to the Raiders. I, I don't know. I just you think can see be Bill Simmons has this. Um, you know, I mean, this is not like an original thought, but he has this thing called every year. There's one gr great team that has this quote season from hell. And the Bills are a candidate to have the season from hell. Like the everything Chiefs goes wrong. Yeah. Right. Chiefs, he said Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Ravens are the four that could have the season from hell. Yeah. No, I, I can see it. I mean, look, the Eagles actually let the Patriots in that game like 10 times. And I was really hoping they could and they couldn't get it done. But um, so, so, yeah, the Bills could easily lose, obviously. I have a strong I, Dallas take here, and especially lists since they're. I mean, again, this is not significant, but they're nineteen percent owned, and the Bills are twenty seven percent owned. So I know it doesn't matter. Negligible, but yeah. It's, I, I mean, obviously, it's it's better it's, to be yes, you know, nineteen than twenty seven. I'm throwing the like, tiebreaker out there. That's okay. All. I wouldn't fight Dallas. I'll just I'll just give you the counter to this: is the Jets might have the best defense in the NFL. Okay, they might have the best, and their whole game, um, especially with Zach Wilson, is going to be Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. That will get it to Garrett Wilson when they can, but they're going to be handing the ball off and dumping it off. And they're going to ugly it up. They're going to play defense. And they're going to, you know, hopefully the question is, can they block that Dallas offensive line and the defensive line? But, but the Giants offensive line was so bad and so ill-prepared that I'm not sure that's a fair, you know, we don't know the Dallas's defensive line is that good, right? I mean, I think that we need to give it another game. Um, and... I don't know. I, I, Mike McCarthy's kind of an idiot. Dallas is, is flying high thinking they're so great now. Mm. I just think it's a little bit of a. All right. You've, you've persuaded thing. me. You persuaded me. No, no, no. But, but the rate, but I also agree that the Raiders are not a total doormat and the Bills could have that season from hell. I, I think they might be, you know, they don't have much depth, uh, on offense. They don't, um, their, their defense isn't, you know, it, maybe it's league average now. So, um, but it's 50-50. If you really want to go to the Cowboys, I would do it, but yeah. I think it's close. So I, I love live streams, and I love you know the interaction with the people and stuff, but it's just so funny. You get people in here just asking just start set questions and nothing right. to do with what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I, I absorb, but someone said, how much fab would you put on Rashad Penny? I'm like, dude, we're having a conversation about Survivor. Yeah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, just real quick, let me just take care of, um, uh, of Rival Fantasy. I, I've actually played this. It's pretty good list. It's If you're looking for a place to play head-to-head -head fantasy – but without all the huge tournament salary caps or the complicated game types, Rival Fantasy is uh, is definitely like a, a nice 
change of pace here. It's a twist on the classic fantasy bingo where you put you uh, you take players to generate a lineup to complete achievements in head-to-head challenges. So for the 2023 season, Rival Fantasy is offering new users $200 deposit match. Plus, they're just going to give you 25 bucks to play uh, when you sign up. So if you even deposit, I think, just a, anything, they'll just give you a free 25 So, you know, I mean, why wouldn't you take it just to see? Uh, and there's a lot of overlay in their pools as well. So all you need to do is uh, is go to, let's see, what the actual here is. I don't like to just read it verbatim. Experience the future of fantasy sports on Rival Fantasy. Become a rival today. Just check out Rival Fantasy, and I believe the code is uh, Rotowire. All right? All right. Uh, moving along here, lists. we are trying to decide between, for our survivor pool, if we want to take Buffalo or Dallas. You are, um, your original lean was Buffalo against uh, the Raiders. Mine was Dallas. So, I, I pushed us one way or the other week. It's your turn to do the push. Uh, I'll take – I got to think about it. I don't want to commit right now because um, right. I, I was looking at – so I do – so what I do for my guess the lines, I make my own line, and then I guess what the line will be, and then I look up what the actual line is. And I made the Jets 7.5, and, and I made the Bills, the Raiders, 9.5. Um, so my my feeling was the Jets' defense and running game might be – they might be, you know, sort of the, they're going to have to go by the playbook of the 2000 Ravens, you know, like that sort of just destroy teams, ugly it up. And then when you have like Dak and, and McCarthy and crunch time, I think some mistakes can be made. Now, maybe Dallas' defense is even better than the Jets' defense. And, you know, they just smoke them, you know, and obviously their offense is better uh, with the respective quarterbacks. But that was my, that's why I made that line smaller. I thought it would be a very ugly up game. And the Bills, I felt like they were moving the ball pretty well against a really good Jets defense. And, you know, Allen made a couple bad picks. He had four um, turnovers in that game. Right. I mean, the, the one pick was a punt. The second pick was a deep ball that was not great. It was, re- the, it was the really bad pick when they were driving and they gave the Jets field position to tie it easily. Um, but the last interception was bad. But I don't know. I, I, I kind of stick with my priors that the right. Bills are a good team. So I'm going to put the Bills in for now. If you do change it, just send me a text and DM. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, you know, I, I fail. I sent you a um, chances to win for old times. Like, by the way, I felt bad that I sent that to you. You know, it's like when you go up to like a, like a celebrity on the street and you like make them say like their signature line. Come on, <laughs> say that from like the 70s. They're like, dude, I'm not saying that. Like, I was like, come on, give me a chance to like win. I'm like Simple Jack, you know, and I'm captured in uh, <laughs> Tropic Thunder and they're making me like do the play over and over again with that right. fake teeth. In there right, right, right. Yeah, you're. That's what you're making. You're treating me like simple Jack, man. I know. You know? But uh, meanwhile, I lost. You taught. You, um, and just to give context, to anyone listening, Chris Liss used to do this great bit on the radio where he would provide people on Monday night their chances to win based on the number of players they had left. Uh, Chris Liss um, stopped, he retired from Sirius XM Radio, but again, I texted him and said, "Hey, for old times' sake, can you give me my chances to win?" He graciously indulged me, but meanwhile, I felt like a total ass. Don't after you shouldn't I, go public with this because I'm not going to indulge any of you people out there. I will ignore it. If you send this to me, I will ignore. I'm not Simple Jack. I did the movie. Okay, I regret the movie. It was a flop. <laughs> you know, actually, uh, it was a big Robert, hit. It's the opposite. No, no, no. no. Big... He said you never go full. You never right. go full. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Remember, he All said right. Sean Penn made the mistake too. Uh, but the but the point is that um, I want to ask know, you about some of these was, other teams though. But I'm just gonna say something about yeah. chances to win. That was a joke. It was a joke. But then people took it seriously, and then it started getting all these calls. And then we had to do it, right? We had to do it. So of course we had fun with it, and we made it into a mockery. But like we had to do it, and you know. It was Billy Joel. Billy Joel says he hates playing Piano Man at his concerts. But Billy Joel is so cheesy, like it doesn't even. Like, you know what you know, I'm saying. Point yeah. is that he doesn't want to do Piano Man, but if he doesn't, there'll be a, a revolt. That's the same well, thing. Be, I saw Bob Dylan in Lisbon. Right, Bob Dylan is what 81 years old. Mm-hmm. Brought Sasha. We're you know gonna see all the the hit songs that she's listened to with me. He didn't play a single song that I had ever heard of. Okay? Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't give an F. He gives Bob Dylan. zero Fs. That's, right, right. Billy I'm, Joel cares. That's who I want to be. That's who right. I want to be. Be Bob Dylan, not Billy Joel. I know. He's a nutless monkey. He has to just play it. He plays it. You know, he does it. He plays it because he plays the hits. And that's what Matt Deutsch would say. Play the hits. Play the hits. (laughs) I'd say, fuck the hits. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, The the good old days of Sirius XM Radio. All right. uh, I want you to pick out other couple options, too, just in case. Because we're in the pool where people, quote, save good teams because you can buy back a couple times. And there's other people that are in buyback. So in a moment here, I want you to just eyeball 
whether it's the Thursday night game, just pick out one or two other ones that you would think about. Uh, but just real quick, better vision. I think we can all agree that fantasy sports are awesome, Chris Liz. So daily fantasy sports and betting, that's why we have so many accounts. That uh, What's not awesome is going to be a bunch of different apps to find the best odds. Manage all your fantasy lineups. Enter Better Vision. That's B-E-T-T-O-R Vision. Better Vision is the only app that syncs all your fantasy DFS and sportsbook accounts into one place. We uh, show you the best odds for every bet. You'll always get the best value. And our dashboard is the only one-stop shop to track all your fantasy matchups, DFS, and bets. BetterVision.com. Oh, so let me say it again. BetterVision.us. BetterVision.us to download the Better Vision today. Uh, real quick before you give us those picks. I get questions all the time, too. They said, "What ha- you know, where is Chris Liss's content? I almost assume everybody knows that it's on realmansports.com, but just for the YouTube audience that loves following you, for the Rotowire podcast audience, uh, just tell everyone quickly how they can find, because you're still doing all your weekly um, NFL content right now. Pretty much. A lot of it's the same. Some extra stuff, actually. Realmansports.com. Everything starts there. There's links to other things, other places, which is not worth confusing people here. Realmansports.com. If you if you sign up for that, a free you can get a free account and you'll get most of the stuff if you're willing to click a link. Um, it won't cost you anything, or you can subscribe in earnest. But either way, realmansports.com. All right. All right. So if you don't want to take Dallas or Buffalo in your survivor contest, who are two other options that you would feel well, comfortable understanding that there's a buyback situation? Uh, the Giants would be the one that I would do um, because, you know, I'm hoping they're going to be a good team. But, you know, if you, I'm just writing something on my other uh, content about priors and the Bayesianism of being like, here's what I think. Here's what I saw. I now need to modify what I think with based on what I saw. And when it's an extreme thing, like 40 to nothing, um, I'm, you know, obviously changed my view on the Giants a bit. But so I don't think they're going to be a team you're going to want to have necessarily anymore. Um, and this is a good place to use them. So if you're going to, if you can buy back, the Giants are a, a good pick this week. If you cannot, I would probably choose between the Bills and the Cowboys. All right. Any other survivor thoughts before we move on to um, your picks this week? Not much. There wasn't a lot of drama last week. You know, the Vikings lost, but, you know, uh, the Chiefs lost, but those were kind of small owned things. And it, it wasn't that interesting. There wasn't a lot yeah. of, you know, the, the, I guess the football team was the closest to really creating some drama, but they did not. And meanwhile, that was our pick. So thank yeah. God. All right. So. I want to look at so well. Just tell me the the matchups that, that are two or three that you have the most confidence in. Because last week, list I had to fight off the commenters when you went zero for four on this video. One for four. I, I watched it and I was say, taking the Browns, <laughs> and you talked. You you interrupted me as I was picking the Browns, and then we never got back to that. We just moved on to something else. So right. one and four, and that's unfortunate. It was not a good showing. But I'll just let me just give a big caveat to the audience, like. This is just the, the picks that I was personally making last week. That doesn't mean they're going to win. If every pick I made was going to win, you think I would be here? No, I'd be like in the Bahamas on a yacht because I could print money by just winning every pick. So some of my picks are going to lose. And um, if you take them, that is on you. Don't, don't give it on me. But these yeah. are the picks I'm actually taking. I'm not like gaslighting you. I'm not making any money uh, from you, know, you taking one pick or another, whether you follow it or not. Um, you could fade me. You could ignore me. You can do what oh. I do. But it honestly, like, um, there is no, I don't have any inside special uh, crystal ball here. I mean, they, they could be wrong. You should be forewarned. I said to, well, most of the uh, the trolling comments came from like when I clipped it up on like TikTok and Instagram and things like that. Like, the, you know, the YouTubers are usually a little bit nicer. Uh, well, but, I don't care. You could totally be an asshole. I don't care. I'm just saying I don't care. I'm just letting you know. Well, this is what I would answer. They said, I said, if Chris Liss is going to be like 0%, he's your most valuable analyst. But you can't do that because I've tried to fade the mush guy, right, before. And of course, the day you fade him, he goes three and two. You know, um, the day you fade him, he might go five and oh. I one time, you know, Brad Evans is fade the noise. One time I was driving to Vegas and he knows a lot about college basketball. I said, give me your four best picks. I didn't tell him I was doing this because I'm an asshole. So I go, he gives me his picks. He's trying to be a nice guy. I go and I fade all four. And they all four won. His picks were correct. The next day, um, his picks were wrong. And I think I took a couple. You know, I mean, you can't do it, right? You can't do it. It doesn't work. There's no 0% guy. If you're 0%, you don't know what you're doing. Or if you go, you're never going to be 0%. That's impossible. But if you're 40%, which would be a horrendous, horrendous year, um, 
you don't know what you're doing and you're just you're you're all noise no signal it's very hard to uh to get anything out of that all right well that was my point it was exaggeration for clarification yeah. where yeah. if you believe this guy is uh a terrible the worst picker ever like he's your most valuable resource because you just opposite him there are some guys on Twitter that are so bad at what they do, um, fantasy industry guys, yeah. that I had to mute them because if I knew if I faded them, reflect like my, my instinct would be to fade them, and then I would like screw up my process because I had priors about these players, and then, oh, this guy likes them, I'll forget it, right? I literally like, couldn't deal with the dude because it was like so toxic to even have his opinions in my mind because I knew how often they were wrong that it would start to infiltrate what I was even thinking, right? And so... The best you could do was use him as confirmation. After you had drafted your teams, you could check. And uh, you know, one time I had drafted a particular player that, in a couple of teams that I thought was a good pick, and then I saw he was on him, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" It, that, and then the guy got hurt. Obviously, uh, a couple of months in the year, I won't name the guy because he's like, I, I don't want to embarrass him, and he's you know he's a joke. But the point is that um, I, you, the only thing you can do is ignore. That's it. Fair enough. All right, three three uh, bets that you're making this week. We're, that's what we're going to brand this segment. Three bets that Chris Liss is making this week. Yeah, I don't know yet. Uh, I think the Giants for sure, and I know I'm a homer and I'm always on the Giants, but I so just the Giants like, is six and let's say you're you're five and uh, a half, five, five and, and a half. half. Okay, yeah. So I, I'm just a buy low guy, you know. After a bad game, I do think the Giants are decent. I'm worried about Andrew Thomas, and I'd have to I got to follow up on that. If he's not playing, I might end up changing my mind on that because. Their offensive line is, is poor to begin with, and, and he's by far their best player uh, on the offensive line. Um, the other ones that I like, man, I, I kind of like the Rams. It's, it's I don't know. I, it, it's, a, it's seven and a half, and the Niners looked really good, and, and I don't know why I took Pittsburgh. That was a force. I was like, let's be weird on purpose, you know, because it doesn't make sense. Like, don't do that. It's got to be weird but feel right. It can't just be weird for the sake of it. And I kind of fell into that temptation. Do you, do you think the Pittsburgh number was a little low because of the preseason hype? Like they I were don't know because I don't watch preseason. I don't pay attention. So I didn't even know they were hyped. I, that's why I didn't understand the line. I thought, oh, I'm missing something. But if you're explaining it by, oh, a lot of. Uh, oh, no, they were. There was people like mainstream media trying to be a little kooky, but saying that Pittsburgh was going to be the one seed in the AFC. Oh, OK. I, I wish I had known that because I, I probably wouldn't have touched yeah. that. I just thought well, that's a really weird line. Like. You know, I did see, think Brock Purdy in Pittsburgh, if their defense was decent, would be a challenge, but it List, wasn't. The, the funny, I saw a funny tweet because, you know, Kenny Pickett, as you, you said, you didn't realize. I mean, he went up and down the field in the preseason. I saw a tweet out there. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, it, it was something about, like, when do I get to go against the backups? You right. know, because like in the preseason, he was moving up and down versus right. the backup. So, right. you know, people were mocking him for like, oh, now it's a first team offense, a uh, defense. Right. And best one in the league, arguably, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, right. I mean so. look, I didn't have an opinion on Pickett. People are like, what, a bunch of people asked me on a couple of radio shows, what do you think of Kenny Pickett? I said, I don't know. I don't have any idea. I mean, he's a young quarterback, could take a leap or not. I don't know. I don't have like, it's not like he was blew me away it's not like he was such a flop that i don't think it's possible he could be good i just he's just another young quarterback that i have zero idea about and i you know my, i didn't draft him i picked him up in a league on fab but i didn't draft him. my comp for him was like ryan Tannehill. you know like where yeah. you were kind of like oh, okay you know he's got a chance got a little mobility we'll see what happens so i think that's you know like a reasonable projection for his career um all right so you like the giants giving five and a half in Arizona. And if then Andrew Thomas can play, if not, I got to think about it. Um, you know, I kind of like the Rams because that line's really big and the Niners are now getting full credit for who they are other than like last week. All right, and the, the Rams... Line, give the line though because it's... The uh, line's it's seven and a half. Okay. Um, and I think like it's, at, it's in uh, LA and I kind of feel like the Rams were left for dead and they really showed up last week. And if you have a good offensive scheme and a good quarterback, you know, the, the Cooper cups and stuff, they matter, but they're not like you could still be decent. Um, so seven and a half just seems a little big, but I, it doesn't feel great. Uh, the Titans. Feel oh, wait, like, hold on, hold on. Stick yeah. with this game for a second. Yeah, yeah. We want to go slow here. Uh, Cause I want, there's some fantasy implications here that people are asking about uh, Puka Nakua, the fifth round pick. No opinion. He just made some plays and, and, and so did uh Tutu Atwell. And they put up some stats. I have no opinion. I like. I they're just, you know, it, it, the stats are the stats. I didn't watch much of it. You see the stats. You see this guy got this many targets. He did this production against you know Seattle's defense, which isn't great. Um, 
Cup is still out. He's going to be out for the foreseeable future. Yeah, you pick him up. But do I know anything special about these guys? No, I've no. It's not reason. pick him up. It's would you pay thirty fab for him? Thirty percent of your budget for him? Uh, if I were desperate for a receiver, maybe. What if you just you need know? one? Not desperate. Like what if you have? What if you have Deontay Johnson out for four weeks? Well, it depends who the the alternative is. Well, that's the best guy. Well, you know, you have like your Rashad Bateman on the bench, someone that got three targets. Like, you know, I mean, that's. If I had Rashad Bateman on the bench, I'd probably go like, I don't know. I have to. I mean, I haven't even looked really deeply into it. Let me. I'll look at it right now. No, just top ahead, it? top out. Because I like your instincts on this. I don't want you to look at well, it. Well, my. Well, I mean, I'd have to look at like everything about it. But basically, my instinct would be twenty two percent. You yeah, know, you won't get him. In right. my two fab runs this morning, he went for 38 and 41. Yeah, I mean, he could be the guy, right? I mean, Cup, Cup could be out all year. I mean, I, I don't, you know, he, they didn't say he's coming back after four weeks. They said he is eligible to come back after four yeah. weeks, and we know that he won't come back before then. After that, all bets are off. Does he aggravate it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably go, because, you know, Atwell could be the number one too. So that's the thing, right? I probably go like twenty two on the the, other, the first guy. I didn't even know who he was to like. Well, he was a ago. fifth rounder. He went to BYU and he played all four years in college. That's usually like like non SEC school. Four years in college had a couple injuries. That's usually why these guys fall. Right, meaning four years in college, like he wasn't ready to go out after his junior year. Yeah, he the assumption is that oh, you don't come out after when you're first eligible, you stink. Right, right, or you're certainly well. You know, he's not an elite prospect. He's like right. a. You know, but sometimes they miss a guy. Guys do slip through the cracks, right? It's That's uh, what I it does happen, that. right? Um, let me just take a look. Van and Jefferson then, sucks, by the way. That guy dropped. <laughs> he dropped like a wide open ball. He always sucked. Yeah, six two two oh five, and four five six. So he's like, he's Van. like a below average. You know, he's like a decent, okay size, below average speed. You know, that's also why he didn't get drafted that high because he's not like a real. Oh, no, he tested horribly. He tested yeah. horribly. Like, even his agility score was like in the 10th percentile, and the burst score was in the tw- uh, 26th percentile per player profiler. So, I mean. What do you think t- about the shrimp uh, tutu Atwell? I call the him tiny. Tiny tutu. Shrimp, or is that shrimp is insensitive? Very insensitive. Midget shrimp, a little shrimp. Like, he's 5'9, right? I'm like 5'9 and three quarters. And so I'm calling him a shrimp, but you know, by NFL standards, he is, and he weighs less than me. He's 165. So, um, but he was taken in the second round, and I was like, "Why did they take this guy? They trade away a bunch of draft picks for their Super Bowl run there, and then they were like, they had the second round pick, and they took this like mini guy to kick return kicks. It was a weird pick, um, but maybe you know he's super quick. I mean, it, at least like, is he below? Is he below the size threshold? To be a guy who can get targets regularly not, in the NFL. Not anymore. Maybe five years ago, but it's everyone's smaller now. I mean, look, like Zay Flowers, by the way. Zay Flowers, you're oh, happy. Oh, yeah, Jay, good job. And I, he, looks, yeah. he looks good, too. You, yeah. watch him, you watch him move. That guy is just yeah. lightning quick. Yeah, and by the way, I'm for those who are not familiar with the context, uh, List was on the clock in his rookie draft before all the Zay Flowers hype started. And again, not, I wasn't alone in liking Zay Flowers. Give me a break. But um, I had a strong when I forget who you were choosing between Devin and Shane. I was like, I I had the vibe about it. And and I was like, some reason. Oh, because because Stopa was on Twitter and he was like, no way. He's like, guys, this size never do well. This is never going to happen. It would have to be in a this would have to be in a big outlier. No, it wasn't Faith Stopa. It was like, (laughs) this would have to be a big outlier. And I just written that day a piece about outliers on uh, Real Man Sports about Mariana Rivera and Justin Tucker and, and Tom Brady, that they were outliers and that. The things that, you know, the sort of that Bayesian analysis were like, this has never happened, so this won't happen unless it's Justin Tucker, right? Unless it's Tom Brady. Oh, you can't win seven Super Bowls in the modern free agency era where there's no dynasty. So, well, no, he won seven. He did do that, you know, or Marin Rivera. People say, oh, you, you know that uh, batted balls in play is supposed to be luck, BABIP, and fly ball for home run rate, home run for five balls, luck, okay? But Rivera in the last 25 years is number one in BABIP, okay, over all pitchers with 1,000 innings, and number two in home run per fly ball. Oh, really? He just lucked into both those stats. So he's an outlier. He's a guy who's on when you, you can make contact, but it's never hard. And that's something that pitchers couldn't do consistently. And so what you realize is some, even though something's true on average, it is not true in the case of outliers. And so it, was just, it wasn't that Sopa's got some good takes, but he just said, he would have to be an outlier. And I just written that column. Right. So I was like, maybe this guy's an outlier. We still don't know. He didn't play last week, but 
I'm glad I have Zay Flowers instead of yeah. him. Zay Flowers, and especially in a dynasty format, his shelf life is for the next five years, he's going to retain more value than any running back, almost, almost any running back. You know, But I already destroyed that team because I traded ETN for Amari Cooper and Taysom Hill. I told you that was a bad trade when you did it, but that's fine. It's no Did you deal. tell me that at the yes, time? Yes, I hated oh, that me, trade. You told me it was good. No, no, no. I do not like Taysom Hill. Anyway, so... Taysom Hill wasn't the point. It was Amari Cooper, but... But man, ETN, I, I'm just, I had him yeah. all everywhere last year and, and his rookie year when he got hurt. And now I'm just pissed. Now I'm just sour. Yeah. Uh, somebody actually said something in the chat here about uh, Akers and Kyron Williams, which was my next question for you anyway. We're talking about the Rams. I prefer, I mean, Kyron Williams, you're picking him up. He's on there. I'm going aggressive for him. To me, it looked like that Kyron Williams was the number one back and that Cam Akers did the cleanup duty. Um, in that one, God, I only have one share of Akers because I liked him, but man, that is just. That's bad. That was so bad. I'm going 35% on Kyron Williams. I think that, remember, when he came out, he was a fifth-round pick, but we don't care about that so much for running backs. But right. he was the pass-catching running back at Notre Dame. And before the testing, because he tested poorly two lists, he was considered the third-best running back in that class. Who do you think is the, be the better running back going forward uh, for the Rams? Would you rather have Kyron Williams or Cam Akers? Oh, man. I mean, Kyron Williams only weighs 194 pounds. You know, he's even smaller than, passes, he's smaller than Eckler. You know, he could be like a Sproles type of guy. He got 15 carries week one. Two. It just pissed me off that he got those touchdowns, and he was much better than Akers in that game. Um, but Akers has been, you know, left for dead last year a couple times, and then he balled out in the, second, in the end, right? So that, that was weird, right? Everyone's like, oh, Akers is done. He's in the doghouse. And all of a sudden, he was like one of the useful fantasy running backs in the playoffs. So... I'm still going to say Cam Akers rest of season. I'll bet you 20 bucks on that if you want. If you want to do 20 on that. Sure. So we're so PPR I, rest of season. Yeah, sure. 20 bucks added to there. PPR, I get Kyron Williams. Um, you know, the only thing I'm worried about is Kyron Williams is has gotten hurt before. So um, So is Akers. That's true. Good point. All right, we're moving on. You were about to uh, our next pick here that you said that you you like a little bit is Cole not Colton Texans. It was the uh, Tennessee Titans. Where let's see. They're where, getting three where, at home. Chargers at Titans, three okay. at home. Okay. You know, and by I, the way, talk through this one quickly. I, I would pretend that I have to answer a doorbell, but I have to pee. I've been drinking okay. too much coffee. Two seconds. Okay. Talk okay. through that All one. All right. It's too much information. Just, you know, you have to take a break is what you want to say. So uh, all these picks are preliminary. I'm going to think about them more. I just really looked deeply at the slate this morning and deeply might be even overselling it. But... Um, it's just one of those picks where people are going to expect the Chargers to bounce back and play better. And the Titans are kind of an ugly team that nobody likes. There's nobody good on the Titans. And you got like, I mean, who's good on the Titans? You know, Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry's getting up there. But I could just see like this being an ugly grinded out game and the Titans running on the Chargers. I mean, why is it only three, right? The Chargers should blow them out. They can score 35. They've got the passing game. Titans defense isn't that good. But in Tennessee, uh, give me the ugly home dog here. Yeah, Tennessee's run defense is is not too bad. Um, maybe that's it. But oh, so Josh Kelly is a pickup. You would pick him up and play uh, either way, right? Like even if Eckler plays or not, I, I liked it because do you remember for for years Eckler's been asking for a little bit of he's been asking for relief. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's been asking for relief, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it seems like that Josh Kelly, what do you have, like 15, 16 carries? Yeah. So he well, might he be looked good. He also looked good. But, I mean, Kelly's been around. It's like, why hasn't Kelly been good before? Well, sometimes you know? it's, it takes a little time. He was a fourth-round pick. It's not like he go into the NFL sometimes. Yeah, but running back to have it or they don't. You know, I mean, that's what pissed me off about ETN is he, he had it last year, like, in terms of efficiency, but he just seemed soft. So I, fade, I didn't fade him at the end. I was actually recommending him, but I just never got him. But Kelly's been around since 2020, and, you know, he had a good game this past week. Um, I think Miami's really soft against the run, though, but um, I don't know. I, I would pick him. I mean, of course, you pick up basically fantasy football waivers, super easy. Guy does well, gets, gets opportunities, has a good game. He's going to be used again in the offense. Pick him up. And the question is, how hard do you go after him? Well, the biggest thing is how much do you need him, you know, because – you don't have the luxury of waiting for the perfect player. You know, you, you might want the perfect player, but, you know, maybe that guy that you really want is not going to pop up till week six or seven and it's week two and you're short of running back. You got to go and get Josh Kelly. But I'm not like, I'm not excited about Josh Kelly. I'm not like this is, you know, I'd rather have like Tyler uh, Algier, Algier 
yeah, or Algier, however you yep. say it, uh, over Kelly, for example. Yeah. It just where would Tyler Algier get drafted if we, we really did a draft today? Would he be a fourth round pick, fifth round no, pick? No, no, no. Like seventh. Seventh? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, Bijan would obviously drop a bit. That was disgusting. I have Bijan in three leagues. But yeah, Bijan like looked, he looked great. He looked great. He got a touchdown. He caught six passes, whatever. All that was fine. But I mean, come on, dude. You give up those two goal line carries like that. That's, that's not first round pick. Your first round pick doesn't give up the goal line carries. Just like that week one, two of them. And this guy got a thousand yards last year and he's not going anywhere. You know, this is a problem. This is a fish. And as you're caught, caught a couple passes too. This is, this is a timeshare. This is, you know, what we're always looking for Ingram Camara where you're like, okay, I don't care. I've got both. Right. So this could be Ingram. There's a couple candidates and that's obviously the all time nuts is Ingram Camara. There's never been a tandem as good as Ingram Camara. So we're looking for that. You know, we talk about it, right. This is one possibly run heavy, good offensive line, you know, a bruiser and a, just an all world, all round back. That's the Ingram Camara. There's one other that I was looking at. It um, give, gives in Montgomery a little bit, Montgomery. but Montgomery seems a bit sluggish, but so was Ingram. He wasn't, you know, that great. They have a good offensive line in Detroit. So there's a couple Ingram Camara uh, possibilities at least. And when you say that, just to refresh anyone who doesn't remember that both of those guys were top 10 backs, like Camara was like RB3 and, and, and Ingram was like RB9. Like you could, right. be, you could have them on the same team yeah, and no shove problem. them both into your lineup. So yeah. uh, I thought that Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson was going to be that combo too, but nope. <laughs> Antonio Gibson well, fumbles and gets benched. Well, it was weird that, you know, Gibson runs for the touchdown and Brian Robinson catches the touchdown, which is totally backwards. That team, I wouldn't touch anyone on that team. That team is just ugly. That's just a bad team. Forget about them. Mm. Uh, last uh, last sponsor that I want to mention here to support is uh, Vivid Seats. Um, kick off the NFL season with Vivid Seats and score tickets to all of the hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Catch every pass, every tackle. Uh, Vivid Seats rewards. Now you earn rewards with every single purchase. Each ticket you buy list gets you closer to the reward. Just buy 10 tickets, then simply cash in your credit toward the 11th ticket purchase. Plus, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off of your first $200 ticket purchase with code ROTOWIRE, R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. From the 50-yard line to the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all 2023 games that matter to you. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Uh, Liz, uh, what's the... uh, Actually, before we... uh, I asked you about the third game that you want to highlight today. You didn't post this podcast audio in your Real Man Sports last week. Did you not like the way it sounded, or did you forget? Because um, I meant to ask you about that. It's on my list here. I thought you did a poor job, to be honest. I, I was disappointed. Uh, I didn't <laughs> think you uh, credited me enough. You were a nutless monkey. No, I, I thought I did post it in the audio. I'm, lo- I'm looking at uh, my podcast, my latest podcast. I'm on Real Man Sports. I mean, Let me see. you posted Surviving the video. Week one. No, the audio too. Uh, my podcast is up. Surviving week I mean, one. I just refreshed, and the last one you have here is from September first. You're looking at. You're talking about uh, this September seventh. Yep. You're talking about what are you looking at? iTunes. Uh, I'm looking. I use Podcast Republic. You gotta. You gotta have a word with them because right on uh, well, you the Substack. Right on the Substack, it says uh, for. But you know it is interesting because the there's only twenty percent of the listeners. From that, so they were only listening on my site, probably. Maybe it didn't go out. Yeah, it didn't Maybe. go out because I normally listen there. I've refreshed a bunch of times. Yeah, just to so it's on my out. site. I did post it. I don't know why. I got. I got. I'm gonna have to edit that. But now it's a bit. It's a bit. Uh, I'll. I'll just double check this time. Yeah. But it's. It's a moot point at that point. Is last. Yeah. I didn't want time. you to, to. You know. I was thinking. Oh, maybe you didn't have a good time. You know me. I like when I host a podcast. I like for you to have a good time. So. Well, I have. I am having a good time. But I also posted the video. So why would I post the video and not the the sound if that were the case? Well, I don't know. You know me. I just uh, I was paranoid. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Let we're going to move on. So we your your two picks. You you like the Giants at home on the road as uh, giving points. You like Tennessee at home getting points. Give us one more high confidence pick this week. I, mean, I, I think high confidence is really overstating the case. I mean, <laughs> I don't have high confidence in any of these, and especially if you have a bad week. Actually, it's funny. I'll just do a little tangent. I actually was 10 and six. I should have been 10 and six in my home pool. I don't know if you saw that I changed the Chiefs to the Lions when Kelsey was scratched and fucking CBS sports line, whatever it is, the save button is all in the bottom corner. So my laptop screen, you know, it's, it's like you'd have to scroll to get that. So I do the change. It changes color from one to the other. And then I move on. The next day, I realized the change didn't go through. And that was the difference between tying for first and 
being nine and seven. But anyway, yeah, the ones that I actually highlighted um, did not go well. So I'm not really that confident on any of these. My vibe on these is Titans. I said it doesn't feel right in my write-up, but it's feeling righter. It just seems like that's the pick. Um, the Rams, I'm a little lukewarm because I could see the Niners defense smothering them. But um, And then the other one uh, was the Chiefs and Jaguars. I made that a pick them. And the Jaguars are actually getting three at home. Now, I know Chris Jones just returned, and that's big. But they're not even sure. He didn't, he didn't work out with the team all year, so they don't know what condition he's in or anything. And Kelsey, you know, probably be back, but who knows if he's 100%. I don't think they should be laying three in Jacksonville. I think a pick them on the road would be fair. It seems like, you know, this is I, – I don't know. It just seems a little bit much. But, but I know that, you know, betting against Mahomes is usually stupid, but – so I'm, I've got a small lean toward the Jaguars. All right. That, uh, by the way, latest note on Andrew Thomas as of time of this recording is that he uh, avoided a long-term injury but still is going to miss time. So I think that it's pretty safe to say Ugh. that Andrew Thomas will not play. Does that change anything for you on yeah, the uh, because, Giants? Because it might be. I mean, Thomas had a bad hamstring while he was playing in that game. He hurt himself during the game. And you saw. It was just – it didn't. Daniel Jones was just assaulted every play. And – you're getting a, a worse pass rush, but it's not, you know, completely terrible. And um, I think that there's a chance that Arizona, that the Giants, you know, and I, Brian Dable's going to have to dial up some design rollouts and things to kind of slow it down and screens and stuff. But um, this is not how you want to start off. And uh, yeah, I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit concerned. All right. A uh, couple topics here. You could either attack these topics or, you can just some of our football or just say like, you don't want to comment. Some of them I'm warning you are a little NLM. Okay. Well, that's yeah. fine. I'm used right. to it doing XM for so long. <laughs> it so, should be called NLXM. <laughs> so uh, real man or NLM here, uh, Travis Kelsey rumored to be dating Taylor Swift. Uh, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> real man though. Yeah, real man. I don't, I don't find her very attractive. I don't think she has, I don't think she's attractive. So, right. Well, so not this monkey. But number one pop star probably of all time, sells out concerts like she's Michael Jackson basically worldwide. I mean, you know, that's something. Uh, yeah, she's rich, but he doesn't need the money. So NLM. But it's – okay. NLM. So it's, it's funny because like my, my wife was commenting how uh, – in from the tennis, she's like – she was talking about Daniil Medvedev saying that he's not good looking. I said um, – I said, but he's the number three tennis player in the world. That like that makes you right. better looking. But yeah, he's a man. Also, it's a different standard. Secondly, he um, he's not a bad looking guy. He just was like totally unkempt. He had like the scraggly beard, and he's going bald. And his hair is kind of long. He's like just got bald spots. Like he didn't care. He could have like cut his hair and shaved, you know, trimmed his beard. And he probably would look okay. But uh, that guy had a lot of heart. I was, you know, I'm a big Djokovic. Yeah fan and i was watching that and i was like man this guy gets to everything there's it was, you can't hit a winner against him it was hard not to root for medvedev in that fight and by so, the way you know, I he got discriminated against too yes he, he happens to be of he's a russian he's a russian human being he was a his russian ethnicity and he was banned from a tournament think about that just because of his accident of birth i mean i thought we were way past shit like that and that is like so messed up that they did that to him yeah and uh, so i felt i felt for him too you know and he, and he he played great but uh He's just up against the goat. Yeah, and if anyone, I know there's not like a ton of tennis fans listening on this feed, but I I love it. I know you uh, you have a new refound uh, appreciation for it. You wrote a fantastic article on the women's final, which can be found on Real Man Sports. Even if you don't like tennis, um, he list gave some uh, social commentary on the the match. It was really good, worth checking out on Real Man Sports. Uh, somebody had just asked us a survivor question. I guess we should stick to this topic for a second before we go off the rails a little bit here. Uh, by the way, in, in a few moments, we're going to talk about like the state of social media. So if anybody does not like these type of topics or is going to get all heated, you can tune off once we do that. Yeah, you can but fuck off at quick, the bar, just like Roger Waters told me to. <laughs> but somebody asked about Tampa as a survivor pick. Um, yeah, so let's figure this out. Tampa is playing somebody bad, the Bears at home, and they're... I made the line three and a half. The, line, the, the real line is three. Um, if you're in a rebuy pool, it would be sort of on the edge of what you could do. Um, but in a non-rebuy pool, um, it would be a hard pass for me. I, I just think like, oh, cool. I used up the box and I lost. You know, I, I just think that strategy doesn't work because 
when you, when you calculate the added risk that you're taking, say there's a 60% chance per the market that Tampa wins, well, now you have a 40% chance of getting knocked out. Now you can easily take a team that's 20% to be knocked out. So you're doubling your risk. So you better get a hell of a lot of compensation for that added risk. And the compensation is meager because there's no team that's more than 30% owned. So um, I don't see the math there. Now, if you happen to think the Tampa should be favored by 10 and they're really a 78% chance to win, which, I mean, you could be right. I mean, the market's not always right. Um, then do it. But from where I see Tampa, um, I would not touch it. All right. And just a reminder to everyone that if you want to uh, get behind Rotowire's paywall, see all our premium content for free, uh, you could do so right now. Just go to rotowire.com forward slash try. Just put in your email, rotowire.com forward slash try, and the paywall unlocks for two days. Uh, just check it out. Re, uh, read the premium articles. Look around at the rankings. If you don't like it, you just leave. There's nothing like to cancel or you know sign up for. And if you like it, you could subscribe. So just a reminder there. Also, if you enjoy it, go ahead, Liz. Let me say one thing about Rotowire, right? First of all, I love seeing like my staff picks beating the book. I've started those columns in 1999 and 2000. They're still the same exact format. The Survivor is exactly the same. So I like seeing that, that something you did that long ago is still going, right? Um, I still am on the site all the time. Like, you know, I do my own thing. Um, my site's not comprehensive. It's not going to get you all the information. It's going to get you what I think is important, but there's a million things that they have. I'm on the site all the time. I'm screenshotting it for my Nostra feed all the time. Like it is still the best site. So um, I don't even make money from it anymore, you know, but I, but I, you know, it's still the best site. There's still as good as ever. You don't know what's it called? All right. Well, that's that's a nice endorsement then. And uh, just wanted to, I had another thought here. I was, oh, I was going to tell people if you enjoy videos like this, just consider hitting the like and subscribe button to the channel, if, you know, if, if you're so inclined. All right. I'm just going to leave a little space here because when we come right back after this short break, we're going to talk about the state of social media. We'll be back in two minutes. And we're back. I'm Alan Soslowski of rotowire.com along with Chris Liss. From realmansports.com. All right, Chris, for anyone right now that's still with us on the video or podcast feed, I just want to let you know we're going to be talking about um, some, the state of social media. And uh, this all this whole conversation started because I you have, you've left Twitter, more or less. You, you check in once, once a week. week once, once a week. A week. Yep. But I gave you the statement. Is I think Sunday football is better when you're tweeting. And I know you're still doing that on Noster, but... What is it going to take to persuade you to come back over? And the only thing I ask is that because I have to do the bleeping, do your best not to to f on the rotowire okay. feed if okay. you can, okay. because if not, I have to go back and bleep right. it to pay in the more neck. More work for you. Yeah, yes, it's fucking sucks. All right, so, uh, <laughs> so all right, so no, I, I'll I'll do a good job. So, um, the problem with Twitter, and and you know, I mean, I I get annoyed at Elon Musk, and I actually sympathize with him a lot of these attacks he's getting now because I think those people are even worse. But, I, but the thing I'm annoyed with is, you know, he's like free speech, free speech, whatever. And then he hires this woman uh, from uh, Comcast. Zacharino. Uh, Linda Yacarino. Yeah, Yacarino. Ya- and she's from Comcast and she's like on the World Economic Forum, which you can go search for yourself what that's really about. And, you know, and, and she gets interviewed and she said, you know, we're, we're, we're believing free speech, but we're going to, you know, de-emphasize or throttle uh, the reach of posts that are lawful, like legally allowed, yet awful. In other words, things that you're not supposed to say. And of course, like there's- well, Hold there's, on. Yeah. It's not things that you're not supposed to say. It's things that will deter advertisers from advertising well, with Twitter. That's okay. really what she means. That's what she means, but that can change based on what the powerful people who are, uh, who have agendas you know, want to totally. put into the zeitgeist and say, oh, this thing's really bad. You can't say this anymore, You know, whatever it is. And you know- as Elon Musk said, like advertisers don't like controversy. So if something's labeled, con- oh, that's controversial, um, they'll flee. So it just it takes very little to just stir up a thing if you have control of a large media outlet or you you know you have an agenda that you can sort of launder through those outlets. And so, bottom line, I don't care about the, the how the sausage is made on their end. But the point is, she is going to throttle speech that she that is not palatable to her advertisers, and. You know, in the in the past year, there's just a court case that um, I think it was in the Eighth Circuit in, in um, just came out and they said, oh, yeah, the government did. They went and they told them you can't say things that are true that happened during COVID. Even if they're true, we want to suppress them because they're harmful to our agenda. You know, if people talk about their, you know, their injuries from a certain medical procedure and it actually happened and it's documented and, you know, the CDC acknowledges it. 
they're not, we want to suppress this because it's bad for our agenda. And so you get into a situation where, you know, whatever's good for the agenda, you know, which is going to be what the advertisers want, because if it's bad for the agenda, it's going to be controversial. And then the advertisers are going to get spooked. Um, you have this person um, controlling it. Moreover, it's done by algorithm, right? They're going to feed in the stuff that they don't want heard. So the, the bottom line is, as somebody who is a creative person who's getting out ideas and content to people who presumably, because they follow me or read my stuff, want to consume it. And then there's this middleman in there saying, oh, this one, nope, it's got these words in it, this phrase in it. We have to, you know, de-boost that. Or, you know, to me, that's not, it's not acceptable. I'm making your platform good. I'm the content. I'm producing for you. I work for you. Your platform only exists because of people like me putting out ideas and content that other people want to consume. So, A, I'm not going to pay for the check. You got to be out of your mind. I'm going to pay to work for you. Secondly, I'm not going to work for you if the basic agreement I have between, you know, me and my, uh, my, uh, the consumers of, of my content, uh, is violated where they want it, but they're not seeing it. It's not showing up because the algorithm doesn't, doesn't show it. Counter. Here's the counter yeah. that obviously if you were posting about fantasy football on Twitter, you wouldn't get throttled, you know, all those things, but that's yes. not your point. I get that. Right. So sure. it's like when I was, um, when I used to be a teacher, right, there'd be things that I want. And again, I most, I agree with your point of view. I'm just giving you the counter here. Please, There's things ahead. that I wanted to talk about with those kids about real life stuff that I couldn't talk about in that setting. I could talk about specific things. They didn't even have to stick to the curriculum. But in that specific setting, in that specific platform in the school, I couldn't talk about, you know, whatever it was, politics or or COVID shot or, you know, anything that wasn't related to like, uh, you know, what would be considered not awful, right? right. So if why don't you use the Twitter platform for your fantasy football, for your reach, to drive traffic over to Real Man Sports and then – some of the topics that you think might be throttled, why don't you do that on not on Noster and kind of just you know the platform is is they're they're picking and choosing, but why don't you use them for their value? It's too late. They broke the they broke the contract, right? Like now I'm already throttled. So they broke the deal, right? And then the algorithm's broken the deal. Um and so I don't know what the what the uh criteria is for the algorithm. It could be how many people blocked you, how many people reported you, how many people you don't know like what's going into this algorithm, right? It's, it's a black box. Like you don't get to that. We did get a glimpse into it a while, but I think they've tinkered with it where a block counts against your reach. It's like a social credit score. But nobody like knows. A, nobody, nobody really nobody, knows. Nobody knows what the, what, it's a black box. So, so they did come out and say, they did reporting on it and said a block counts as against you, a, a mute counts against you, a like counts for you, whatever, a follow, a ratio, follow. There are all these criteria, right? But but there's other things, obviously, that we don't know, we're not privy to, and it changes probably all the time. But the point is, they broke the contract, right? Like, this was a, a platform where I could say what was on my mind. And if you didn't like it as an individual, and you were like, this guy's a crank, I don't like what he's saying, it bothers me, offends me, fine. Uh, unfollow, block, mute. That's You had that ability as an adult to decide what you wanted to pass through the gateway of your awareness which is very important. It's like eating, right? What you, what you consume, you know, visually and mentally is just as important as eating. It's like, it can change you over time. So I I'm all for people, you know, I don't have any problems. Someone doesn't want to listen to me. Um, but if somebody does want to listen to me and they follow me and my posts are getting throttled, that's a deal breaker. You know, you violated the basic premise and now you want me to work for you and, and build up your platform. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take people elsewhere and I'm going to encourage them to go elsewhere. And I'm just one person and I'll get my following to the extent that I'll get it. Um, and if I don't get it, fine. You know, I, I'm taking notes during the game anyway for my column. So people go to realmansports.com, they subscribe. I'm taking notes on Noster. So if even no one's reading it, I'm like going back there and going down my feed and being like, okay, what, what do I want to, you know, touch on in my write-ups? So, I, you know, for me, it's good either way, but I'm sorry. And, and I think that everybody who's conscious should be doing this. I know a lot of people, they don't care. They just want as much cloud as possible and many followers. That's fine. I, that's their business. But anybody who's aware of it and feels pissed off about it, why are you playing ball in their, by their rules? They just start a new thing. I mean, you know, they're just closing the, they're just, it, the walls are closing a bit on all these things. Facebook, a friend of mine, I was out to dinner and he posted on how maybe he did a video and all he said was maybe you should think about the motives and the, uh, and, you know, and, and the agenda, you know, the he said, maybe you should think about the motives of the pharmaceutical companies. You should just think about what their primary objectives are. Just think about it. He got kicked out of, just for that. He got kicked out of his Facebook account for 24 hours. 
I mean, these guys are not legitimate. They are being basically um, controlled by a middleman that does not have free speech at heart. They do not have your best interest in heart. They want to make sure they don't run afoul the advertisers who are themselves easily swayed by mass media and stirred up controversies, which are themselves laundered through people with agendas that, that have control of those media outlets. And so basically you have a few people who can easily stir up controversy, spook the advertisers and control what you consume as an adult. You are an adult. There is no higher authority than you. I don't need Linda Yaccarino, you know, being my mom and telling me what I can consume. I am a full grown adult. I want to consume what I want to consume. And I want my, uh, listeners to be able to consume my content if they want. And I don't want her busybodying in the middle of it. And the fact that she outright said that she would, and Elon hired her and has not apologized or retracted or fired her since saying that means this is not my platform. And I yeah. will do it once a week for the reason you said, Alan, which is to move people over to where I'm at. And I'm not, I haven't deleted my account, but I'm going to try to give the minimum amount that I possibly can to it. Right. So I, okay. And I understand and respect and, and mostly agree with you, but why can't that one day a week be Sunday? <laughs> Selfishly, I like oh. when you tweet live tweet during football. So there were two reasons why it was Tuesday. One, I got home from my vacation Monday night and I've been off Twitter for a couple of weeks. So I was like, okay, I'll get back on tomorrow. So it was Tuesday. So I just said, okay, Tuesday's the day. And then I could say, see you next Tuesday every time ah. I sign off. Right. So that sometimes you don't outgrow uh, your 16 year old sense of humor, Alan. It's some, some of us. Sophomoric, sophomoric yes. humor is, so, is never dies. Never yes. dies. So um, no, it could be Sunday, but Do it Sunday, uh, Sunday, because, could, okay, here's, here's the, okay. You're going in once a week. Anyway, you're going to go get dirty once a week. Right. It might as well be the day where most uh, fantasy football engagement is happening and where you're giving such a, a um, good fantasy value on Twitter that you're going to pull the people over. You got a nice juicy piece of bait on Sunday. The other stuff is great too. You know, I love it. But if your goal is to take people and move them from one platform to the other, your best chance is to fish at 5 a.m. in the morning when the fish are near the surface. Yeah, it's not a bad point. Um, but I actually think that like, you know, once it's Sunday, none of your content matters. You just, there's nothing that people want to yeah. read. But if I post something on Tuesday, there'll be a bunch of stuff and write-ups of the week that people might want to read. On Sunday, the games are already going on. You need to wait till afterwards. Correct. So I think that you provide tremendous live tweeting value, which will get people over for the following week. Forget the, the week that already was. Right. Yeah, I think the, 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 the best piece of uh, attractive bait is your live tweeting. This is just my opinion, right. which will get people interested in the next week's content. Yeah, I, I, it's a fair point, and I'll consider it. Uh, I like doing it on Noster. I feel like it's do all both. there. Both. Well, I don't want to do both. I just, you, ever, everyone says, oh, you just do both. You'll be in both places. But like, you really have to leave one to get people to come over to the new one. Like, I can only do my small part. I've probably gotten 11 people over there now, right? By the end of the year, maybe I'll have 30 people over there. But if everybody like me gets 30 and 50 and 40, and there's a little fantasy football community going on there where you actually can interact with the creators much more, where there's not 10,000 people going back and forth, where you actually get a much more, uh, it's a smaller, you know. You get a wider a smaller, audience. Sorry, you get a deeper audience instead of a wider depth over width. Yeah, and you get to, you know, interact with people um, more personally. You know, I can, Edward Snowden liked one of my uh, Noster posts. Like, you know, it, it, on Twitter, it's too big. But there, it's like, there's not the same amount of people. Like, you're much closer to the people there. Um, and I just think it's going to win, by the way, because it's an open protocol. It's getting improved so much faster than Twitter. It's a centralized, closed thing. You don't have Linda Yaccarino interfering and meddling. Um, it's going to win. It, it may take a few years, but um, better to get in early and you know and, uh, and get in while it's still small. It's always better to get in early. All right. You follow him at no, not at. You're going to go to realmansports.com, yeah. and on that platform, Chris List links you to anything you want to go to. Was Noster. Uh, he comes on Twitter once a week. He's going to consider live tweeting on Twitter on a Sunday, maybe sometime soon. So if you like Chris List's live tweets, and the reason I like it is because, you know, not only is it insightful, it's playful, it's humorous, it's it's interesting. It's I when when you're live tweeting, part of my football routine, Sunday football routine is I have my, you know, YouTube TV. I got my four screens now, which is great. I got my computer with red zone, and in my left hand. I have, this sounds like, uh, I have <laughs> my, my yeah, lotion and in my right that, hand. I have, it's not, that, it's not that large. You wouldn't, your hand wouldn't be out here yeah. between my <laughs> right here over the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's like the old Joe Rogan joke that if, um, if, uh, penis enlargement pills work, the, the first guy would overdose in like 10 minutes, right, you know, right, yeah. you know, there's guy, guys walking around with it over their shoulders. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Um, anyway, so you follow him. Uh, Rotowire, you follow at Rotowire. I'm at Alan Zaslowski. Uh, before we sign off here, we're going to let everybody know. Every Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, we're going to be live talking about Survivor. We're doing it Wednesday this week because this is also going to be part of the Rotowire podcast. And then you could also check out Real Man Sports podcast feed if you're listening to here. And then uh, the Chris List podcast, we all recommend if you like non-sports sort of state of uh, of society. Is that a good way to s- describe yes. it? Observations about whatever. It could be like banal stuff about my life or the state of society. Yes. Correct. Okay. All right, we'll be back next week with another survivor. So we are, right now are just for to close out. We are leaning Buffalo, but we will. Uh, I'll we post might that. switch the Cowboys. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it necessarily. Okay, I'll uh, I'll let everybody know on Sunday what we what we landed on. All right, everybody, we'll see you next week with another Survivor podcast. Noise, noise. The sun goes down.